Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, per usual, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And tonight, plenty of good action coming your way. Nick Whalen will be joining us in 10 minutes to discuss tonight's NBA playoff action with the Clippers and the Suns. Can Phoenix finally get the job done, or will Los Angeles take this series even one step further? Not only will we talk about that game with Nick, we'll also hit the updates with Milwaukee and Atlanta. He's a big Bucks fan up there in Milwaukee, so we'll see what his thoughts are about the update with Giannis and whether or not he's going to go in and what kind of impact that's going to make one way or the other, plus just overall championship odds, and we'll take kind of a small gander at Ben Simmons' potential destination in terms of where players are going to end up. That's still the one bet available at Bat Rivers, so we'll get into that conversation a little bit with Nick Whalen in 10 minutes, like we mentioned, and then throughout the show, we'll hit some Stanley Cup Game 2 odds and other series bet. You can tag along with plus like we usually do prop shelf for the NBA game tonight. And to talk even a little bit more NBA, what about a familiar face here, especially in the Chicagoland area? Voice of the Chicago Bulls, Adam Amin, will get his thoughts on the NBA postseason. And not only that, because he does a great job covering Major League Baseball as well with Fox Sports MLB, we'll get his take on tonight's slate. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to tonight here on Rush Hour. And like we typically do, let's get you started out with the line for the big game tonight between the Suns and the Clippers. Now this one opened up with Los Angeles as a one-point favorite immediately. And then pretty much right away, 
Saw it flip the Phoenix now a one-point favorite and really hasn't altered one way or the other since. They're minus 114 is Phoenix on the money line. Los Angeles minus 106. This total opened up at about 215. And again, you know, these totals opened higher and higher, but the unders have been continuously hitting. So now it opened 215. Just a slight dip down to 214 and a half. The over is a slight favorite at Bet Rivers. Minus 112. The under is minus 109. Now, nothing that I personally played in terms of the spread or total here. I think the total's been adjusted pretty appropriately. And, you know, as we're getting later in the series, you tend to gravitate more toward the under. But it's also been a little bit volatile. So uh, not as much interest with this total here. If I'm having to lean one way or the other in terms of just the outright winner, I'm going to be leaning with the Suns. You know I've been high on the Suns at least for these past couple of weeks. I mean, for a while, but more importantly with the bets that we've made in the long term. Now, something to keep an eye out for is Zubat's going to be in this game. He's questionable. He was out of the mix last game. They still got the job done regardless, but that's still something big to consider. He's been doing an efficient job racking up the boards, helping defensively, and even scoring in double digits from time to time in this series. So monitor that if you're looking to bet the Clippers especially. And if not, I still think Phoenix is the right side here and that they could get the job done. And we'll talk more about this game like we mentioned with some of the props and with Nick Whalen in a few moments. But the more important news, well, maybe not the more important news, but at least something that's just on everybody's mind right now are the injuries revolving around the Eastern Conference Finals and what is the updated status with Milwaukee and Atlanta well you watched that game last night you probably thought that Giannis's season was going to be over and who knows if it's going to be or not uh, he's doubtful for the next game as of now but he had no structural damage in the knee his timetable for return is unknown so it could have been a lot worse thankfully it's you know just a stru or no structural damage excuse me just kind of the hyperextension of that knee looked a lot more gruesome than what it appears to be apparently. So uh, good for Giannis. We'll see how quick he can come back. And not only that do we have to consider what his timetable is, but what about Trey Young? I mean, are we going to expect him to be back in the mix? If the bone bruise was that severe for last night in, in a game that was oh so important for this Atlanta team, you know, do they rush him back depending on the Giannis news? That's a lot of things that are going to be considered when it comes to betting this game. And we see Milwaukee now a two-point favorite. It opened three and a half, so Atlanta's been getting a lot of the love early on. Now it's down to two. Milwaukee at home, also minus 137 on the money line. Atlanta plus 114 on the buyback. This total opened 219 and a half. That has come down to 215 and a half, slightly shaded to the over. But again, you know, if both of these superstars on their respective team are out in this game, who are you going to trust more? Well, in my opinion, it's been the same thing that I've been saying all year. I don't think Milwaukee's that deep of a squad. It would be the same case here. I still think Atlanta's the deeper team. And, you know, it's a completely different story from what you saw yesterday. Atlanta still was looking good even before the honest injury. Could be the same case going back to Milwaukee for Game 5. Once again, the show is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, brought to you by Bet Rivers, And we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here on a hump day. Get you ready for the NBA action tonight. Stanley Cup Finals Game 2 and some Major League Baseball as well. Adam Amin joining us toward the end of the show in 45 minutes to cover both baseball and basketball. Nick Whalen of Rotowire, he's a familiar face here on the program, will be joining us in a few moments to get his thoughts on tonight's game. And like we were just talking about, the Bucks and the Hawks, when will these stars be coming back in Giannis Antetokounmpo and Trey Young? Giannis, no structural damage, but his timetable for his return is unknown. Same kind of case here with Trey Young, but if they're both out of the mix, 
Who are you going to trust? And personally, I'm going a little bit with Atlanta. Now, they don't have the updated series price at a lot of these books, including Bet Rivers. So that was something I was very interested to see where the updated price would be. But as we mentioned, this game opened three and a half in favor of Milwaukee, but the early attention has gone toward Atlanta. The spread down to two, plus 114 for the Hawks, minus 137 for Milwaukee, and this total has seen a lot of movement as well. 219 and a half down to 215 and a half. And rightfully so, if you're expecting two of the top scores are going to be out of this mix, but even more so with this game, you know, the first instinct you would think would be to go toward Atlanta. And that's kind of just an immediate reaction, but even more so, kind of like what I was saying, I do think this Atlanta team is deeper, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You saw what guys like Bogdanovich, who were kind of getting back into the rhythm of things, were able to do. Even Cam Reddish finally making some noise in the mix. You know, Gallinari can provide some useful minutes off the bench, and Lou Williams can suffice enough in that point guard role to fill in for Trey Young. But who is going to be taking over for the Bucks if Giannis is out? Not only is that a huge blow offensively, he's racking up over you know 30 points per game in the series, but defensively, we know how important that is, too. Clint Capella, John Collins, two guys that you have to worry about big men-wise. And it's not that they're as dominant offensively, but still, you know, that tandem has been lethal and can be now, especially against this Milwaukee team. So if you're going to figure that Giannis is going to be out for this next game, I think for me it's got to be Atlanta or nothing. And again, you can still get them catching two points or for the outright win at about plus 114. Now, speaking of all of that, let's kind of take a gander into some of these future odds because, like we said, we don't have the updated series bets per se, but for the championship, Phoenix has now moved up at Bet Rivers as the prohibitive favorite, minus 155. Now, if you believe Giannis can come back, still be productive and healthy, the Bucks you can now get at plus 325, the Hawks plus 550, and the Clippers at plus 650. Now, what we did, and we talked about this literally just yesterday and a couple weeks ago, was instead of getting the short price with Phoenix, we bet the finals MVP instead. That bet is off the board currently, but what we did was Devin Booker at plus 310 and Chris Paul at 5-1. to one. Before the game uh, the other day, or before this, these odds got taken off, rather, Devin Booker went up to about plus 320. Chris Paul was back at 5-1. to one. So, again, that was still a viable option in my book, and now – you know, you're seeing the minus 155, which, of course, in my opinion, you don't want to play right now. You want to see what happens in this series. You don't want to lay a price when you still have to get past the Clippers. And, again, you want to probably wait on the status of guys like Trey Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, you know, don't rush to lay the minus 155 with Phoenix. Let's see what happens tonight. Let's see if those finals MVP odds get posted again, and then maybe you can make kind of a dive in that area instead with going with some of that value as opposed to laying this price at minus 155. Now, if you're asking about the Eastern Conference, if who would you rather bet between the Bucks and the Hawks? Personally, I think you go Atlanta here because Giannis's injury, it did look severe, and I know there's no structural damage, but it still could be a mental thing where you have that in the back of your mind. And again, even more so, the value's a little bit better, plus 550 compared to plus 325. And it's not that I think that the Hawks are going to beat the Suns or the Clippers, whichever team makes it. But again, Atlanta is a little bit deeper team in my mind. And this is a squad that we even talked about before the series that we thought had a good chance to compete with Milwaukee. And we know it looked like the tide was turning, especially when Trey Young was out. They're leading that game, even when Giannis got injured. And then after that, it was you know inevitably over. But we also talked about a certain bet that you could make with the total games in this series over five and a half. That's something that we kept mentioning. So be sure to kind of keep checking out these areas as they're updated throughout the books because, you know, it's not that, you know, it was happenstance that an injury occurred. And you never root for that or can count on that. But crazy things have happened, as we've seen so many times 
in this postseason, and even more so, we could just assume that Atlanta could compete with this team. Don't overreact on a game-to-game -game basis, just like you probably shouldn't overreact about Giannis right now, because now that the Bucks can prepare without him, sure, they're not going to get dismantled as much as they did last game, and even more so, just keep an update on those statuses. So again, minus 155, Phoenix to win the championship, Milwaukee plus 325, Atlanta plus 550, and then you get the Clippers as the longest shot at plus 650 to win the championship. But let's kind of revisit the game tonight with the Suns and the Clippers like we started out the show with, giving you an update on where these lines have moved, if at all. And the Clippers were a one-point favorite to start. Flip-flop, now Phoenix is the one-point favorite. Total open 215, dipped to 214.5. Let's talk with our man Nick Whalen, NBA editor over at Rotowire, who's been ready for this game to come underway, as are we here on Rush Hour. So, Nick, uh, I kind of give my two cents on this game with the Suns and the Clippers. You know, I I'm kind of curious to see what happens with Zubats and if he's actually going to go or not. And even if he does, you're probably assuming he's not going to be near 100%. How are you handicapping this one with the slight movement going toward Phoenix? Yeah, you know, I know you brought me on to give some insight on this game. I, I think I just have to throw up my hands like pretty much everyone else, right? I mean, this game has just been, or this series, I should say, has just been unbelievably unpredictable. You know, we, we see Zubac go down in addition, of course, to Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers. And, of course, they just pull through like, like they're not missing anybody. They play just fine without him. DeMarcus Cousins is all of a sudden back in the mix, giving them valuable minutes. Um, you know, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, um, I, I, I've said over and over, I think on this show and on others, that it's just so unbelievably unlikely what the Clippers are doing. You know, if there's one team out there who you would say could take away their star and, you know, just random role players would step up and, and potentially have a chance to go to the NBA Finals, the Clippers would be the last team on that list. They're a team that's been criticized for the last two years for being, you know, mentally weak, not having guys that are resilient, and they've completely flipped the narrative now as we head into a game where all the pressure is back on Phoenix. And I, I think if I, you know, gun to my head, if I had to bet this game, I would lean towards the Suns. I know they're on the road. I know they blew a major opportunity at home in game five, but the Suns are the more complete team. You know, this will now be the, the fourth game back for Chris Ball after missing the first two due to COVID. They're at full strength, uh, other than Devin Booker's nose, which is you know, a lot more of a minor issue than Kawhi Leonard me. Um, so I, I want to keep siding with the healthier team, the team that I think is more complete, the team that I think is better right now. But, I, Danny, I just, I just don't know how to measure you know, what we've seen from the Clippers dating all the way back to game six against Utah about bets like this all the time where we just don't know and then you can obviously opt into the in-game perspective and probably that's what I'm going to do now I always kind of circulate in terms of the props and I got a few bets there but I think the best option might be to look toward that see where the momentum's going see which role players are stepping up because that's been so crucial in this series right and the Clippers in the last game you know you had DeMarcus Cousins being productive you had Marcus Morris dropping 20 points in the first half and I think something also that maybe wasn't talked about as much from the last game, DeAndre Ayton's been such a stud for the Suns team, but he only dropped 10 points and 11 rebounds. I say only as he's racking up a double-double. But, you know, he's been getting, what, 15-plus in pretty much every game this series. Do you think we'll see maybe more offensive production from him here in, in term that will aid this Phoenix team to being the better squad? Is that something we can expect? Yeah, we have such a small sample size still with DeAndre Ayton. Um, just because he's, you know, this is his first playoff. You know, he's, he's kind of flipped the narrative too on, on what his career, I, I think, you know, what, what we view as his trajectory going forward. So, you know, I don't think it's a guarantee necessarily that we get a, a you know, much better game from DeAndre Ayton, but 
you know, to date, with throwing out game five, he has been extremely consistent, way more consistent than I think anybody thought. And if you look at game four, 19 points, 22 rebounds, had three assists in that game. That's a super high number for him, four blocks. Uh, we, we've seen what he's capable of. I don't know if in game five they were just prepared to face Zubac, and then when he was scratched last minute, um, you know, they, they, they had a different game plan. I'm not sure what it was. I would expect a better effort from DeAndre Ayton. Uh, but, Danny, you mentioned some of the props. I think that's maybe where I'm looking tonight rather than trying to bet this game or, or pick a winner. You know, I look at Chris Paul, 32.5 points, rebounds, and assists is the number that I've seen today. I, you know, Chris Paul has struggled a little bit in terms of scoring, but the assists are always going to be there for him. Uh, he rebounds well for his size. And I, I think Chris Paul is going to be really aggressive tonight. You know, we've seen him fail in this exact situation time and time again. And I, I think he realizes this is probably his last real opportunity not only to get to the finals, but with the way things are breaking in the East now, to potentially win this thing. I mean, the, the Suns, if they can win tonight, are going to be heavy finals favorites. I think Chris Paul knows that. I don't think we see a letdown game from him tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, we took Chris Paul over his points last time, or the, the last game. I think it was at 17 and a half, and you know, he got into the 20s, and he was struggling the couple games before that, but you kind of thought it was inevitable that he was going to bounce back, and that could certainly be the case tonight. If the Suns want to win, I think it does have to go with Chris Paul as it typically has this whole season, and especially these playoffs as well. So I'm with you, probably gravitating toward the over with Chris Paul. Like we said, we're kind of just throwing our hands up, a slight lean to the Suns, but overall, the best bet might be just to wait and go with the end game so that's kind of our lookout for the Suns and the Clippers tonight but Nick, then let's talk about your Bucks and the Hawks I mean Giannis having no structural damage is obviously a plus we don't know necessarily when we're going to see him Trey Young still a question mark as well and the early line had Milwaukee three and a half now it's moved down to two total has taken a lot of money on the under pushing it from 219 and a half down to 215 and a half so, I mean, with everything being uncertain right now, is it just a wait-and-see kind of approach, or do you attack one team early on here? Well, I, I think we could pretty safely rule Giannis out, at least for tomorrow's game. I know he's officially listed as doubtful, but anybody who saw that play, I mean, it, it's a huge victory overall that he didn't tear an ACL, but there's going to be swelling. Uh, there's going to be discomfort. I, I don't think it's fair to expect him to play in that game, and, and I, I think probably the rest of the series, if we're being realistic, but... Man, you have to take into consideration how bad the Bucks looked before Giannis got hurt. I mean, there was a real chance that they were going to lose that game without Trey Young, and even if Giannis doesn't get hurt and plays 40-plus minutes. I mean, that was, that was one of their worst first halves of the entire season. They came out a little sluggish in the third quarter as well before the injury. Um, so that complicates things as well. It's not like, it's not like the, the Bucks were just humming on all cylinders and all of a sudden you're taking away Giannis. You know, even with Giannis playing really well throughout these playoffs, the Bucks have had some hiccups. They've, they've had trouble stringing together two, three really good games in a row, regardless of the opponent, whether it was Brooklyn and now whether it's Atlanta. You know, this team gave them trouble with Giannis in the lineup. So it's really tough to gauge. I can tell you by people that I've talked to in Milwaukee today, uh, nobody seems to think that Bucks by two is the right line. I think everyone else is, is leaning doom and gloom uh, based on how we've been raised in Wisconsin. I think everyone is bracing. Uh, but with that said, I mean, the Bucks, even especially if Trey Young doesn't play, uh, in Game 5. Uh, if he doesn't play, then maybe things are kind of back to even, but it, it very much worries me that uh, with Trey Young out of the lineup, Milwaukee came out so, so flat last night. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes that happens, right? A team is missing a star player with a late injury, and you look to pretty much fade them, and then they come out firing, and it's weird. It happens in a lot of sports all the time. We see that as betters, and we kind of chuckle at it because you're like, of course, and, you know, I got the best line, or I bet it because so-and-so is out, and now they're still going out there and dominating, and that was the case. 
And so if we can assume maybe that, you know, Giannis probably going to be out. I'm with you there. I mean, realistically, he's going to be out for game five. But Trey Young, a question mark right now. And, you know, maybe they don't rush him back because Giannis is going to be out. Don't you probably figure, at least this has been my adage with this Milwaukee team, that they're not necessarily too deep offensively, and Atlanta can be, that they have the role players and bench players hitting. You still give the edge to Atlanta then and probably take advantage of them as a slight dog while you can? I, I think I would. I think I would. I, I don't know that I trust Chris Middleton game to game. I mean, he can give you 38 one night, and then he can have you know one of his worst two quarters uh, of the season two days later, like we saw already. I mean, Drew Holiday has been wildly inconsistent for this team. It's not really the same Bucks from the last two years when they were this regular season juggernaut. And even when Giannis would miss time, they would still be steamrolling teams because everybody could hit shots. Everybody could play make. They, they were super deep. And, you know, they sacrificed some of that depth to get a player in Drew Holiday. And all of a sudden, you know, even when Giannis was healthy, they were really down to like six or seven guys. And you could even quibble about how much they trusted Bobby Portis, who was the DNP a few times in round two, you know, Pat Connaughton runs very hot and very cold. Uh, they don't have a, a really deep stable of role players. And like you said, Atlanta, Atlanta does have that. I mean, Atlanta was without its best player last night, and all of a sudden Chris Dunn comes out of the woodwork and plays really well. You know, Bogdan Bogdanovich has his best game in, in like three weeks. Um, you know, Cam Reddish getting dusted off, playing his like second game in, in multiple months. He looks fine. Like they, they have a lot of talent that they can turn to when their star is out. You can't necessarily say the same thing about Milwaukee I mean, if Chris Middleton isn't red hot on Thursday night, I, I think the Bucks are going to run into some major issues offensively. No doubt about that. It's all going to revolve around Chris Middleton and a guy who's been volatile. He's either dominating or just kind of subpar. He's going to need to step up to the plate, absolutely. And, you know, Nick, before we let you go, we got about 30 seconds. I know that uh, we wanted to hit this specifically with you. Ben Simmons' odds for where he'll start next season have been posted and have been shifting. The big movement, we talked about the Warriors at 20-1. to 1. They're down to 11-1. Sixers are still the short shot. Wizards, Blazers are up there. Where do you think we see Simmons this next season? Man, I, I do think Philly is going to put a good faith effort into you know seeing what they can do with that jump shot this summer. Uh, ultimately, I, I do think this bridge is burned, and, and more often than not in these situations, you just have to ship the player out. I, I, I don't hate the Portland option. I know we don't have a lot of time to delve into these, but I, I think a package around like a C.J. McCollum, I, I don't really even know how to gauge Simmons' value at this point, but if you could do somewhat of a one-for-one, one, like a Simmons for McCollum, maybe that's a precursor to a Damian Lillard trade for Portland where you have Simmons in place, and then, you know, if, if it comes to the Lillard trade, you already have this, this nice young asset, albeit a depreciated one, who you can kind of form your franchise around, and, and maybe that dictates how you handle uh, that bigger trade down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Blazers up at the top, 4-1, to one, Wizards 3-1 to one ahead of them, and then just the 76ers at minus 125. So certainly will be intriguing to see where the movements are going to be with these teams and Ben Simmons heading into next season, as are the games tonight and tomorrow. And, Nick, as always, my man, we appreciate you taking some time. And enjoy that game tonight, and hopefully your Bucks don't let you down too bad, my man. Take care. Hey, I appreciate the kind words, guys. Thanks. <laughs> There he is, folks. Nick Whalen. You can follow him on Twitter at Whalen. Instead of the L, it is a one on the Twitter handle. And over at Rotowire, he is the NBA editor. Great coverage when it comes to the NBA. All right, we'll pick it up with the NBA a little bit later in the show with some prop shelf, but let's flip it over to some hockey. Stanley Cup game two. We're discussing that next.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. 
daily hometown discounts on Boost on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports along with those instant payouts. And don't forget, just a one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Check them all out. BetRivers.com. Alrighty, welcome back into Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, getting you geared up for all the NBA action tonight, tomorrow, and even further down the road. Had a great conversation surrounding all of that with Nick Whalen, NBA editor over at RotoWire. Still to come, Adam Amin, voice of the Bulls, will be talking a little bit of basketball with us tonight. And he does great work, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox MLB, so we'll hit the Major League Baseball slate toward the end of the program with him. And we'll also discuss some prop bets that I have for tonight's game and now let's kind of flip it, though, and talk some hockey. We haven't paid as much attention to it since it's now just, you know, narrowed down to the Stanley Cup Finals, and it was a great performance in Game 1, uh, not only for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but favorable for us because, as we discussed before Game 1, the bet that we made was for Vasilevsky to win the Smythe Trophy instead of laying the big price for the series bet for the Tampa Bay Lightning. We did that instead, assuming that if the Lightning win, that will be correlated with Vasilevsky winning the award. So with that being said, the Game 1 result then saw Tampa Bay getting the job done 5-1, and Vasilevsky did a great job only allowing one goal, and now he's moved down to even money as a short shot to win the award. Uh, Kucherov is plus 150. Braden Point, who had three assists in that game, game one, uh, plus 250. Price is still 4-1. to one. Stamkos, 35-1. to one. Edmund, you're getting at about 45-1. to one. So uh, kind of just looking at what these goalies did in game one, Vasilevsky, 18 of 19 saves, 95% percentage. Carey Price allowed... Five goals on 27 shot attempts, 82%. And look, Carey Price has been a hot goalie as well heading into the series, but it's a completely different beast going against this deep experience and just electric Tampa Bay Lightning team. So the updated series price now has it minus 560 in favor of Tampa. The Canadians plus 430. But as for game two specifically, there really hasn't been that much movement in terms of you know, the money line here. I mean, it opened $2 with Tampa Bay, and that's still where it is at Bet Rivers. Plus 172 is where you can catch Montreal. Total at five, slightly shaded to the over, minus 129. The under is plus 108. So you're assuming probably a little bit sharper attention is toward Montreal here because the public's going to be hammering the favorite in Tampa Bay. They know them as the experienced team that just won the cup last season. A lot of people probably still not sold on the Canadians. And then after what happened in game one, getting the dub five to one, naturally you want to go back on Tampa Bay. But if you don't want to lay the $2, you can do the buck and a half at plus 130. And, you know, I think this game's going to be a little bit different. I could probably envision this being a little bit lower scoring if we're assuming that Montreal can at least keep it close somewhat, that would be my thought process. Uh, and then, of course, you know, if you want to look at other angles, too, we always kind of like to look at the win in regulation. And that's always a good bet. Minus 122 is Tampa Bay, where you can get them for the better value. Montreal to win in regulation is plus 282. I'm a little bit hesitant in this game. Now, I do think Tampa Bay gets the job done, but, you know, I, I think it could just be a one-goal victory, something in that sense. And, you know, I don't want to take the puck and a half with Montreal as much because I don't want to lay the minus 157 and have to go against such a deep team like Tampa Bay. So this one I'm probably just going to stay away from. If it's kind of a case where Tampa Bay goes down early, maybe look to in-game the Lightning. 
and that's probably the approach I would take. Maybe look under 5 plus 108, but again, nothing too too much with conviction for this game. We're still just riding out Vasilevsky plus 135 to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. If you're looking at some other bets, you could always do uh, the total games played in the series, exact outcome, spread on the series outcome like we always discuss. Uh, if you think the Lightning minus 2.5, you can get at about minus 108. If you think the Lightning could win by two games or more, is minus 240. And then the list goes on and on with that. If you think Montreal can snag out a game here, uh, over 4.5 with the games played in this series is minus 420. Under 4.5 is plus 310. Over five and a half games, even money. Under five and a half, minus 122. Over six and a half, plus 310. Under six and a half, minus 420. The one that I'd probably be a little bit intrigued in more so would maybe be under five and a half. I'm not enthralled with laying the minus 122, but that one probably interests me the most. Tampa Bay gets the job done tonight. Look for the momentum to keep on carrying with the Lightning. But again, they're minus $2, and the total we are seeing at five. Slightly to the under, plus 108. Nothing too substantial that I'd be betting in this game. But I do have a few bets for you when it comes to the NBA tonight. Let's talk Suns and Clippers, a few player props that I like, and maybe a player that might surprise you a little bit. He's been going off, and the books haven't necessarily adjusted. So we'll talk that. Stick around right here on Rush Hour. any part of our show or anything for that matter on the decent schedule today or any other day don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast you can catch replays of all of our shows including follow the money a numbers game my guys in the desert and the lombardi line along with beast and best bets you can download beating the book with gil alexander or the market insights podcast with josh applebaum plus we've got hardwood handicappers long shots gone racing and the ron flatter racing pot they're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, check them all out, vsin.com slash podcasts. All righty, back at it here on Rush Hour, all on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Big crowd here in the sportsbook just looking around. Everybody's anticipating the big game out in the Western Conference finals tonight with the Suns and the Clippers, and the spread is... Kind of got us a little bit perplexed when we were talking with Nick Whalen earlier. Him and I on the same page thinking, well, not too much confidence one way or the other. Probably more of an in-game betting in the sense of the spread, total, or money line. Now, this spread open with Los Angeles as the one-point favorite. Flip to Phoenix as the one-point favorite. That's where it's remained. Money line-wise, the Suns minus 114. Clippers minus 106. Total open 215, and that is slightly ticked down to 214 and a half. So nothing that I'm doing pre-flop in terms of the spread, money line, or total. We'll just be waiting for that in-game in that realm. But like we always like to dive into with these playoff games and much more, let's take a look at some of these player props. And how about Devin Booker, the man himself on the Phoenix Suns? If the Suns are going to win, he's got to have a big game. You know that, and we all know that. And his points prop tonight is 27 and a half. The over is a slight favorite, minus 118. The under, minus 108. 
Now the series, Booker's racking up about 26 points per game. This postseason, he's right at about 27. He's gone over 27 and a half in just two out of five games this series. However, eight out of 15 this whole postseason. Now, what's interesting about Devin Booker is in elimination games slash potential elimination games, meaning the last game against the Clippers, he's averaging 37.3 points per game in those elimination games and has gone over 27 and a half in three out of three instances this postseason. Game six in Los Angeles against the Lakers dropped 47 points. Game four at Denver dropped 34 points in the last game, game five versus the Clippers, Albeit they didn't win, it was still a potential elimination game. He dropped 31 points. So a little bit more incentive perhaps for uh, from Booker that you could see tonight. And even more so because, look, all the noise and all the chatter was around Paul George and how dominant he was. Booker's going to want to step up and put himself on that pallet. So Booker probably is going to have a big game tonight is my assumption. And when you look at where he's getting a majority of his shots, 57% this postseason of his shot selection is coming from mid-range, and he's making 47% of them. Very effective from mid-range is Booker. Now with the Clippers, they're allowing opponents to get about 33% of their shots up from mid-range compared to just 33% in the regular season, which ranked 25th. So nothing has changed too much. Still a lot of shots coming against the Clippers from mid-range. They're allowing opponents to be making 41% of those this postseason. Not great for Los Angeles. So look for Booker to have a big game tonight. He'll need it, and the Suns will need it. If you think the Suns are going to win, then also look for Booker to go over 27.5 points. And even if you don't, I still expect a big game out of Booker. So I played over 27.5 points for Devin at minus 118. Now let's look at his teammate and a guy that you probably didn't envision us talking about tonight. What about Cameron Johnson? What can he do coming off the bench tonight against Los Angeles? Well, looking at his points prop, it's 7.5 now currently at Bet Rivers. Now this number has been moving a lot, but minus 106 was to the over. The under was minus 121. I found about plus 110 to the over 7.5, so big discrepancies here if you look around with Cam Johnson and his points. And I played over 7.5 at plus 110, thought it was great value for a guy that's averaging about 11 points per game this series and 8 points per game this whole postseason. He's gone over 7.5 in 4 out of 5 games this series against the Clippers and 7 out of 15 this whole playoffs. Now, he did just get 5 points in Game 4, but he only played 17 minutes in that game. And all other games... He's gone over, and that's because he played at least 23 minutes. Now, if you watch Cam Johnson, you know a majority of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. 65% of them come from three. He's making 46% of those, so very effective from deep. The Clippers not great at defending the three this postseason. They're allowing opponents to get 40% uh, 40 of their shots excuse me, from three compared to 35% during the regular season. And they're allowing them to make 39% of them compared to 36% in the regular season. So more attempts are coming from three against the Clippers. And more shots are getting knocked down against the Clippers this postseason as compared to the regular season. And a guy who has taken advantage of it this series is Cameron Johnson. Love the value at plus 110. So went over 7.5 with Cameron Johnson at plus 110. And then you could be asking yourself, well, if a majority of his shots are coming from three, and that's where the Clippers slack defensively, what's his prop a number of three-point field goals made? And at Bet Rivers earlier today, it was listed at one and a half. The over was plus 120. The under was minus 155. Again, great value to the over here because if you're assuming he's going to go over seven and a half, you're probably correlating with the fact that he'll make at least two three-pointers. He's gone over one and a half three-point field goals made in eight out of 15 games this postseason. However, one less than over seven and a half this series, just three out of five games. 
but he's gone over one and a half three-point field goals made without going over seven and a half points three times this postseason more than if you flip that around and go vice versa. So basically what I'm saying is that not every time he's gotten over one and a half, three points, he's gone over seven and a half, but that's been the case more so than the other way around. So if we're kind of putting the two and two together, realistically, if Cameron Johnson's going to be going over seven and a half points, he's also going to tack on over three, or excuse me, over one and a half, three-point field goals made. And you're getting a little bit better value there too. I know the number may have come down a little bit, but snagged it at plus 120 earlier, along with the plus 110 for him over seven and a half points so those are the ones that i'm officially playing cam johnson over seven and a half points and over one and a half three point field goals made and devin booker over 27 and a half points at minus 118 this one i didn't play but i think it's important to note out look at paul george and his rebounds tonight 10 and a half is the number that's listed at bed rivers the over is a slight dog plus 112 the under minus 143 He's averaging 10.8 rebounds this series along with 9.7 this postseason. He's gone over this mark of 10.5 in three out of five games this series, six out of 18 this overall postseason. Game five racked up 13, game four 16 boards, game three 15 boards. So he's been a lot more active down in the trenches uh, these past three games. And you could consider, well, instead of having to get one more rebound, what if I just bet him to get a double-double? Well, for him to get a double-double is minus 200, so you're laying $2. So instead of doing that, I would rather bank on him having to get one more rebound at plus 112 instead of laying the $2 for him to get a double-double. So that's the route I would take if you're looking to get involved with some with Paul George. But again, going Cam Johnson over threes, points, and Devin Booker over his points as well. As always, best of luck if you tail. We're looking to get more good bets. Coming up next, Adam Amin, voice of the Bulls and Fox MLB Sports, joining us next. Stick around here on Rush Hour. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. out of all odds with bet rivers you get daily hometown discounts on boost on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook and to make your experience even more rewarding bet rivers offers the most live streams in major sports instant payouts and you know it those one-time playthroughs offer valid in illinois only must be 21 or older gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER not valid for any participant of the illinois gaming board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program daily hometown discounts all available check them out betrivers.com Alrighty, wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois. And speaking of the Illinois area, Chicagoland area to be exact, the man who's familiar with that, it's Adam Amin. You know him as the voice of the Bulls and also does a great job as a Fox Sports MLB commentator. And we'll get to some Major League Baseball in a second, Adam, but I got to start with the NBA conversation tonight. First of all, we appreciate you joining on and making some time. I know you're a busy man, especially in the summer with baseball going on. That doesn't mean you're not paying attention to the playoffs, baby. And tonight is a big game with the Clippers and the Suns. Phoenix, the slight favorite, a one-point favorite, this total at 214.5. You think the Suns move on to the finals after tonight, or are we going to see a game seven? You know, this is a time where I look at the value of depth in the NBA, and that's where the Clippers have excelled in the last couple of seasons. Even when they've been cut short in the playoffs in previous years, their depth was something that got them to the points where they, they had shots. They were within striking distance, and sure enough, you know, Mar- the, the bringing in Nicholas Batum and having Marcus Morris be willing to play whatever role that was assigned to him this year was huge because we saw his value against DeAndre Ayton in Game 5. And I get this sense that the Clippers might continue and probably will, will continue this small ball lineup. I'll be fascinated to see how Phoenix adjusts. And, uh, you know, the, the, the folks in your neck of the woods feel like it's going to be a very close game. And I can understand why this feels very evenly matched. And, and I want to see what the Phoenix counteract is going to be tonight. Do you try to double a little bit more? Is there a different rotation that's involved? 
uh, and, and how do you kind of navigate through some of the, the, the issues that pop up with a smaller lineup on the other side. So I'm fascinated to see it, but I trust L.A. right now. I think they're motivated for this. This is more of a feel thing than anything else. I think the game plan is obvious. We saw the blueprint in game five. They can execute tonight. I think they force a game seven. Okay, so the Clippers, you could either get catching a point or minus 106 on the money line. Adam gravitating toward the Clippers to extend this series. Now, looking at the Eastern Conference, Adam, what do you make of this? I mean, two star players injured here with Giannis. No structural damage in that knee, which is the best news he could have received considering what it looked like in the moment. And then Trey Young obviously missing last game. We'll see if he's going to be available for game five. But the early line had it three and a half in favor of Milwaukee. And assuming Giannis isn't going to go, the market moved toward Atlanta. Now a two-point dog, total at 215 and a half. I guess the question is, who's got the deeper team if both of those guys are going to be out? Yeah, we were just talking about it, right? Depth, and then that's a fairly common theme with a lot of the teams that are remaining. You could, you know, three to four at least, we feel, are, are fairly deep teams. And Milwaukee, depth is one thing. Depth to be able to replace... Uh, a major score is one thing, but to also replace a presence is very difficult. And I think that's from Milwaukee struggles a little bit. What Trey Young brings to the table at, as a very young, fairly inexperienced point guard in the NBA, what he brings to the table essentially for his age is phenomenal because he's giving you something that a veteran guard can give you that savvy and that's quick strike ability. Now, who can replace that? Lou Williams has been doing it for a very long time. And I know it was his first career playoff start, but he's been doing it a very long time. And they don't lose that punch even with Trey Young out of the lineup. Williams is the greatest bench scorer in NBA history. And I think that's where the depth of Atlanta differs from the depth of Milwaukee. And I think in this particular series, it favors Atlanta. You can't, it's very hard to, I shouldn't say you can't, but it's very hard to make up for the loss of what Giannis brings to the table. It's more than just offensive punch, and it's more than just the, you know, the, the athletic ability in the open floor. It's, it's a presence that he brings, and I, I feel like that's something that Milwaukee is going to struggle with. A hundred percent. That's right. I mean, as dominant as he is offensively racking 30 plus in this series, you're still missing a defensive player of the year in the past who brings such a big presence on that side of the ball and something that just has Atlanta on the backs of their heels every time Milwaukee's on offense. So we'll see how they can suffice without Giannis. I'm in agreement. I think it's going to be tough. I would tend to look toward Atlanta and we'll see if that line keeps moving toward Atlanta. Again, they're catching two and slight dog on the money line as well. But Adam, before we let you go here, since you're covering baseball right now in the midst of the summer Let's get into some of this baseball action. And, you know, here in Chicago, the Cubs obviously had a kind of a tough outing today, blowing a seven-run lead. And they're looking <laughs> like they're going to be sellers at the deadline. But we still got the White Sox to look forward to. And tonight, uh, they're taking on the Twins. The White Sox and Giolito got the job done last night, getting the dub seven to six. Cease taking them out against Ober. And Ober he stands at six nine, and he hasn't been too bad in his rookie debut, and actually his debut this whole year for his career was against the White Sox, and he went four innings pitch, five hits, four earned runs, so not the best performance, but it was his first game in Major League Baseball. Again, the White Sox, the minus 132 favorite. You heard all the comments Donaldson made last night. You think the White Sox come out firing with that as maybe a little bit more incentive? Uh, I mean, I don't know how, how you quantify it. Uh, obviously, I do feel that way. I feel like Josh Donaldson is starting to be painted a little bit as, uh, as, as a villain around the league for whatever reason. I don't know if it's fair. It's definitely not fair. 
Uh, but whether it's right or wrong, I'm just that this just seems to be the evaluation of him right now, where that's going to be the role that he plays in the season-long drama for the time being. And then he's going to fire shots back and forth, and you know everybody feels like they've got a point to, to make here. So I'm sure now there's going to be, every time the Twins face anybody, there's going to be some a little extra. You know, I think a lot of players get that with, with certain pitchers around the league. You know, they were facing Scherzer tonight, whatever it may be. I think Donaldson kind of garners a little bit of that right now or is in the process of garnering a little bit more of that. So I don't know how you quantify that, but I do feel like that's in the air in, in, in Chicago a little bit right now. Right, Adam. And then another fascinating series we've seen unfold these past couple of nights. How about Houston and Baltimore? The Orioles just cashing as huge dogs these past couple nights. Tonight, once again, similar spot. Plus 250 is what they're catching. Houston minus 305, looking to avoid a sweep at home against the Orioles. This total is at nine. I mean, you're so close to this game and cover it. And, you know, anomalies like this happen so often. But to happen three times in a row seems very rare. Do you think Baltimore can pull it off again? Or do you think Houston finally gets the job done? Isn't it fascinating to see how, how these little valleys hit teams? I mean, this is an, an Astros team that is as deep as anybody in Major League Baseball, they've had one of the best starting staffs in baseball. You know, the bullpen's been a little bit of an up-and-down roller coaster, but the, you know, for the most part, their starting pitching has been excellent, and suddenly they run into uh, a Baltimore team that's won less than 30 games this year, and suddenly they can put up 13 runs in one night. And that's I do think in a, in a modern era of baseball where offense exists around the entirety of the league and pitching, specifically good lengthy starting pitching is coming more and more at a premium right now at max effort league. You're going to run into some of these offensive nights. The, you know, Trey, remember Trey Mancini has been one of the great offensive stories in baseball on a, on a losing team, you know, a team that's losing two out of every three just about this year. So it's not as if, uh, you know, he, he's not talented enough to do it. And all these guys are major league players. So it's just shocking though. That's why it's, it's It's volatile, you know, to, to look at some of these offenses on any given night. You can do whatever you can and look at the starting pitching, but it's very difficult to pin these down. All right, and then finally, Adam, before we let you go, what about the A's and the Rangers? Talking about underdog teams who have been doing well. Texas on a four-game winning streak, defeated the A's last night, but now you're getting Chris Bassett on the bump, who's been solid for the A's this season, 8-2 and two with a 3.25 ERA. He's got uh, Oakland upwards to minus 220 as the home favorite. Texas plus 185. This total we're seeing at 8. Does this kind of smell like a bounce-back game for Oakland here? You know, but Bassett's obviously a, a good stopper when you're running into a hot team. The Rangers, we just saw them last week, and, uh, played very well. Uh, defensively, they've been very good. Offensively, they've got stars in the top of their left. Top four is actually pretty solid. Uh, I think offensively, if, if anybody can get to Bassett, I think this is a Rangers team that can. I think I like what Kobe Allard has done this season as well in his limited duty as starter. So I feel like this could be, you know, I wouldn't just automatically put it in open corners as well as Bassett has pitched this year. I feel like Texas could have a little something to him, especially at the top of that lineup with Garcia. Yeah, absolutely. And plus 185, some good value with Texas. Catching the hot team right now could be a good side to look with the Southpaw Allard taking the bump against Oakland. Well, Adam, that's the slate we have to look forward to for basketball and baseball tonight. Thanks for joining us and looking through it with us, my friend. We'll look forward to catching up again soon. You got it, DB. Appreciate it.
All righty, folks. Adam Amin, the best in the biz. You can follow him on Twitter at Adam Amin, Bulls play-by-play -play broadcaster and Fox MLB Sports commentator when it comes to Major League Baseball. Great job covering Bulls sports. Exciting times right now when it comes to betting with so much baseball to look forward to and the NBA Conference Finals. Speaking of which, let's just kind of recap the plays that we did have for tonight. In case you missed it, we went with the route that we typically do, and that's going with some of these props. And we started with the main man himself, Devin Booker. How about Booker? Over 27.5 points tonight, minus 118. Now, his playoffs, when he's been in an elimination game or potential elimination game, he has thrived. Game 6 at Los Angeles. 47 points. Game four at Denver, 34 points. Game five, albeit they didn't win, still a potential elimination game, he dropped 31 points. So he's averaging 37 points per game when it comes to an elimination game. The Suns are going to win or even compete. I think he's certainly going to be over 27 and a half. So played that for Booker. And then kind of somewhat, I don't want to call him an unsung hero, but a guy who's made a splash that maybe the number's not getting adjusted to as much. Cam Johnson over seven and a half points at plus 110 is what I snagged. He's gone over this mark in four out of five games this series he's averaging about 11 points per game this series majority of his shots are coming from beyond the arc so also tag that on with over one and a half three point field goals made at about plus 120 he's gone over that in just three out of five games this series that's the worst part of the clippers defense look for camp johnson to expose that once again all righty big thanks to nick whalen adam amin the crew back in vegas and everyone here in the chicagoland area thank you for tuning in best luck with your wagers enjoy the games we'll catch you again tomorrow right here on vsin the sports betting network Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.